Welcome to the Bulletproof Veteran Podcast. Thank you for your service. Welcome back, everybody. Here we are. Another week. Ah. Uh, I'm hyped up this week, though, so I hope uh, I don't overload you with a little bit of too much energy on this uh, fine, fine Thursday, September 10th. It's actually my mom's birthday, so happy birthday, Mom, out there, and uh, I hope she's having a great day. I'll see her a little bit later. Um, you might be saying, hey, Jason, why are you uh, posting your podcast on Thursday, man? We usually do Fridays, right? Well, tomorrow's September 11th, so I, I thought it fitting that um, we leave September 11th to be September 11th and not... Um, promote a podcast or anything like that. I think it's a, it's a day that you should reflect a little bit on uh, your memory of that event or your memory of uh, people that you might have lost. Um, so I, uh, I, I didn't want to mix in with me trying to get you to listen to a podcast. Um, if tomorrow you feel like listening to the podcast, great, but I didn't want to be throwing stuff out there on social media trying to get people uh, over to it and, and, and listen. So uh, I decided to throw it out today, but again, super excited, got a super amazing interview for you today. A lot of fun, sat down with a gentleman who founded his own company. He's an army veteran, um, and he started a company called High Speed Daddy. Uh, I'm a big fan of their products. Uh, He's going to talk about all that, but more importantly, I'm a huge fan of what they're doing. We're trying to create kind of a lifestyle brand for dads and specifically kind of like your military dad you know um i think they're creating some great products over there and they're giving out great advice they have a blog all that kind of stuff but uh he's going to get into all of that fun stuff i think you're really going to enjoy it really interesting life that this guy has uh, led he's made some hard decisions along the way to go after his dreams and i hope you take a little bit of that as a lesson that there's things out there that you can do even if Conventional knowledge tells you maybe that's not a great idea. Sometimes you just got to take that leap and really just jump into it and do it and then just kind of like, you know, grab the bull by the horns, man, and just get into it. So um, looking forward to you guys here in this interview. Again, uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. Um, as far as uh, Bulletproof Veteran Podcast, we got a lot going on. Man, uh, last week I had told you that we were going to talk today uh, a little bit about uh, the race that I'm trying to sponsor and start or whatever the case may be. Um, I got to put a pause on that. I got to pump the brakes because a great opportunity has come up to partner with another organization and reach an even bigger audience and make it an even better event, especially for the first one that I'm involved in. Um, I've never done this before. I was going to just kind of wing it, but, uh, like I said, an opportunity came out and I should have more details really probably uh, maybe in a week or so uh, to get everything out so that you guys can join up and uh, support our event. Uh, But I'm going to, like I said, bump the brakes and not say anything just yet because we're still finalizing all the details and making sure that it's going to be an awesome event that you guys can be proud to uh, be a part of. Um, We still have a couple other events coming up. Uh, Actually, one going on right now. All right. The Heart of an Eagle 5K. Started yesterday, you could you could start posting your times yesterday. And you have until the 13th to finish it up. So if you haven't signed up yet, get in there. Sign up. There's still time to do this. Um, 
if you want to do something on September 11th and you're thinking, hey, what can I do? Support these guys. Uh, proceeds go to Project Nine Line, uh, using the arts to support our veterans. Um, really important stuff that they're doing over there. Rob Novotny doing awesome work, um, and we're a big fan. He's been on the show, and he's been very supportive since almost the beginning of Bulletproof Veteran Podcast. So now it's our turn to get out there and support him uh, and what Project Nine Line is doing and the Heart of an Eagle race. Uh, it's co-sponsored with RWB. Um, so please. Get out there, run that 5K. Like I said, if you're looking for something patriotic to do tomorrow, why not hit the road and start running a little bit? It'll be good for you, and you'll feel good when you're all done. Uh, Again, you have until the 13th to post those times. A few weeks from now, starting on September 26th, you can start posting times for the Warrior Ranch Home Stretch for Heroes. Another friend of the show, Eileen, came on getting a great interview. She is just killing it out there with supporting veterans and also rescuing uh, horses out on her new property ranch. The sign is up. They had a dedication. The dignitaries were there. It was awesome. We're really happy for her, and she's starting to do more and more stuff, and this is one of her events. Um, You have a chance to either run, paddle, or bike. So you have three different options and you could do all three. So you can kind of do like that triple crown idea if you want to bring the horse montage into it. Um, But uh, you have from September 26th to October 4th to post those times, plenty of time to still get out there and sign up for that event. So please get out and support these organizations, man. They're doing great things for veterans. Um, So whether you're a veteran and you want to just start supporting your community, or if you're a civilian and you just want to help the veteran community, get out here. Let's let's support these organizations. And listen, you're out there running, you're exercising. Like I said, for the home stretch for heroes, you can get out on a paddleboard. There's an option for a paddleboard. Get out there, get in the water while it's still warm. You're going to be complaining in a couple months that it's snowing outside and it's 20 degrees out. Now's the opportunity to get in that water and enjoy yourself a little bit. You know, there's places you can rent paddle boards. You can make a couple phone calls. I know down in Port Jefferson, uh, down in the harbor, there's places that will rent the paddle boards to you. Obviously, check your COVID restrictions and all that kind of fun stuff. But, you know, a lot of these businesses need support. So, uh, you know, it might be a good opportunity to throw some cash somebody's way and be part of a great event. So get up, get signed up for these events. Um. All right, so we talked about uh, my race. Again, we're just pumping the brakes. More details to come. It's going to be a little bigger than I thought it was going to be. But, hey, bigger's better, right? Let's get a bigger audience, and let's get more people involved in supporting. Again, I can't say it just yet, but the cause that we're, we're trying to support. So uh, I, I really think you're going to enjoy it. I think we're going to have some, uh, some great products for you with it and just an overall awesome event. So I'm really excited about that. Um, again, tomorrow, September 11th, at the end of the show, I'm going to do my normal little, uh, closing remarks. And I have a couple things I want to say about that, but, uh, just to top it off at the beginning here, um, make sure, you know, take a second, uh, and, and remember what tomorrow is about and and the lives that were lost and how it kind of just changed the course of, of, most of our lives, um, especially if you were a veteran, at, um, a military member at the time. Um, you know, I, I was stationed at Andrews Air Force Base during uh, 
September 11th. So I, I specifically remember exactly where I was. I was in the tire shop changing tires on, uh, I think it was a 10K forklift. And I remember they had the TV up on the wall in the shop. And the, you know, when the first plane hit, um, it broke into all the channels and, and we saw it there. And, you know, being in D.C., it was definitely a nerve-wracking situation because they didn't know uh, where the other planes were headed, what was going on, especially for the first plane. We didn't really know what was going on at all. But, you know, uh, my life completely changed that day. And I, I know the life of a lot, the lives of a lot of military members, families, first responders, um, their lives changed forever. So, again, tomorrow, just take a minute and, and think about that, you know. And uh, maybe do something to remember the people that we lost or, um, you know, just remember the, the way that you felt that day and the way that things kind of just changed in everybody's minds. And, and we knew that it was basically never going to be the same ever again. So, um, you know, again, I'll, I'll have some more comments at the closing after the interview. But uh, for right now, please. Sit back in your chair. Hope it's comfy. Maybe crack open a beer. You know, it depends on what time it is. But I don't judge. So, you know, but sit back and relax. Uh, founder and owner of High Speed Daddy. Great interview. I think you're really going to like what he has to say. I think you're really going to enjoy his story. So please, again, kick back and enjoy another great interview from Bulletproof Veteran Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Bulletproof Veteran Podcast. Uh, we have a really exciting interview for you this week. Um, today on the show, we have Craig Rizzoli, founder and owner of High Speed Daddy. And you might have come across in the veteran community his Instagram page um, or his products. And he's filling a, just an awesome role in the space of of dad and baby products, um, and then also just an entire lifestyle of being a dad. And uh, something really close to my heart is I'm a fairly new dad, um, so I'm still kind of learning as I go and seeing all his stuff online and checking out these awesome products that I don't mind going to the park with um, has been a big boost for me. So uh, again, welcome to the show, Craig. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I, I really appreciate you reaching out, uh, getting in contact with me and asking me to come on. And uh, I'm always willing to support a, definitely a fellow veteran, but get on here in a podcast world and, and tell our story, right? Yeah, no, it's, that's, and that's, what's great about, you know, some of these platforms now that everybody has for their businesses. It's so, it's so much more engrossing than just going to a website like Amazon and clicking on a product. You're, you're forming a little bit of a relationship with that person when you buy their product. Um, and, and, you know, I think what's really good is we get to know the people that we're buying from. So, I mean, let's, let's start with that. Let's get to know you a little bit. Uh, tell us where you came from, um, you know, all the way up to your military service and all of that. Okay, where where do we start? Wow. Uh, okay, so I'm uh, I'm as as we're recording today, I'm 38 years old. Uh, I've got a, a wife and three beautiful young kids, uh, seven, five, and two older boy, two younger girls. Uh, so definitely have my hands full. Um, you know, I, I I'll go back a little bit. So I I came I came up through the, the normal middle class upbringing, very solid family, parents still together, older brother, younger sister, very close knit family. Uh, everyone is still within almost arm's reach. 
type thing of where we live and whatnot. And that's very important to us. So uh, you kind of see how that translates over to the, the dad brand we kind of created that, you know, it's all about solidifying the family and whatnot. Um, you know, we're, I, I went through normal schooling, went up to college, uh, became a mechanical engineer, uh, down that typical path of um, basically, you know, white picket fence, house, girl, marriage, and then, you know, right into, um, you know, working corporate America, you know, climbing the ranks, doing the normal, uh, I don't want to downplay and say rat race, but to me personally, that's what it kind of felt like. Uh, I know that's, it's great and it's solid corporate world for a lot of people. And I respect that. I did that for a long time. Um, but for me, I needed something a little bit more of excitement. Uh, I kind of always had an inkling to join the military and, you know, that came about, uh, basically because my grandfather was a World War II POW taken at the Battle of the Bulge, which a lot of people who probably listen to this, um, you know, know, know the history of World War II, Battle of the Bulge, things of, of that sort yeah, of D-Day, I mean, uh, et cetera. Right. I mean, it's a very famous battle when you, when you look at World War II history. Exactly. So my, my grandfather uh, was taken captive, spent nine months interned, um, three different internment camps, you know, in at 185 pounds, liberated at 98 pounds, one of those deals. Wow. And I spent a lot of Sundays uh, with my grandparents and hearing stories around the kitchen table of my grandfather and fellow POWs. He was very, um, very tied into the veteran community and POW community, uh, which happened basically after a long time, um, you know, back, back in, you know, you can go into the, the Vietnam days and, you know, you had, had, you know, what PTSD kind of was that came out of that, but not a lot of people talked about that really prior to that and guys coming out of World War II, you know, greatest generation in the world and how hard ass these guys were. Um, I, excuse me if, you know, language is an issue here. Oh, you're fine. Okay. Please. Great. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm New Jersey native. So <laughs> yeah, I'm in New York. So we, we could throw down with the best of awesome. us. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there, there was things that came through there and I was, um, I was kind of young to ask the, the questions that I would today, my grandfather passed away when I was 15 or 16 years old. And I wish I was a little bit older, a little bit more mature to ask certain questions of him and what he went through and things like that. But he was very open. I did hear a lot of stories. Uh, he did write some, um, what do you call it? You know, kind, kind of miniature autobiography and, okay. and stuff like that, that I, I, I read over, I did class reports on. So I, I was intimate to his story, to what he wrote down, but certain things, you know, I, I would ask differently about how it affected him personally and stuff like that, and which I kind of only found out later on from stories from my father or, you know, a little bit from my grandmother. Um, but my grandfather kept a lot of that tight for many years until he basically met the organization of POWs. Um, and, okay. and I'll come around to why this is important. Uh, but mm -hmm. ba basically it comes, you know, and I'll, I'll just jump into it now essentially, but it came around to he, he got in there and basically felt that he could support other veterans through his story, right? And uh, a lot of that relates to me kind of nowadays where a lot of stuff we do through the business, and I'll get into the business in a little bit, um, but, you know, it, it about helping others, you know, right. about what can you do for others? You're, you're strong, you have power to, to help others, then go and provide that selfless service, you know, one of the Army values, uh, which I'm sure you had in the Air Force as well, and yep. Th yep. things along those lines. So regressing a little bit in my story, I ended up joining the military um, later on in life at 30 years old because I felt that I I was smart enough, I was strong enough, in shape enough to still provide value to to 
others, you know, that couldn't help themselves possibly, or That's to protect others that uh, were on a different path or didn't want to go forward where I did have the inkling to want to do that, even though I was older. So at 30 years old, I, I joined uh, the army. That's Na- unique. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's different. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had in basic training, I had a gentleman that was in, that was 32. That was the only one I had ever heard of over 30 at, in basic training in my own personal experience. I know that's not the case. I mean, that it it's rare, but it's not that rare. It does happen. But that had to be really weird in basic training. Oh, it, it was being thirty years old. Yeah, it, it definitely with, was with a family. <laughs> you know, it. You know, um. <laughs> so, and I'm laughing right now because my my family wasn't wasn't started yet. I I was married and okay. Um, you know, I I visited joining the military several times, but I was just pushed on a different path. Right. You know, I was the guy playing GI Joe, dressing up in fatigues and all that stuff coming up. Uh, did Boy Scout. So that was like a natural fit, but I just kind of got pushed on a little different direction. Um, You know, I I was always mechanically inclined, used to take apart stuff, put it together all the time. So my father who, you know, my parents didn't go to college, it was important, you know, American dream, you know, for us kids to go to college. And I got pushed on that path. And I just, you know, I always had that desire that kind of burning in the gut to join the military. Um, But I, always convinced myself not to. I mean, I was very serious, probably around 24. I remember around 27 again, uh, even talking to recruiters, trying to find out, talking to friends that were in, um, um, things along those lines, what we could do, uh, what was the best route to go, the best course, what I had to do to prepare. And I just always convinced myself otherwise why it was not a good decision. Well, it's also got to be tough to walk away from. I mean, a mechanical engineering degree is nothing to scoff at in the time and effort it takes to complete. I know for myself, uh, I started an electrical engineering degree mm-hmm. um, using the GI Bill, and it it is very difficult to complete. Um, it wasn't you know, easy. It is. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. I mean, you're talking. You know, when you look at the weed out courses, the quote unquote weed out yep. courses that are associated with these types of programs, they're there to knock you out. Of course. Um, so when you complete that, to kind of just walk away from that and start a whole new different life, yeah, it, yeah that's got to be daunting to, to make that decision. And I, and I had a solid career, too. I wasn't bouncing around. It's not that I, I didn't have a job at the time. You know, it wasn't 2008 recession, you know, or something along those lines. Right. Um, you know, I had a solid, solid career. Uh, I was in my job at the time for probably eight years or so. Um, you know, like I said, climbing the ranks, working in a great position. Uh, I was just kind of bored a little bit okay. with that. And I had that burning desire that came back around every couple of years. It would come back where I had, I would seriously look at it. And this time around, uh, I was recently married and all that stuff. And I, my wife looked at me, she goes, and I was with her for quite, quite some time before we got married. So she knew all this. And she looked at me, she said, don't let your job hold you back and be a life regret. Don't let me hold you back and be a life regret go do what you're supposed to do, go do what you want to do, and we'll figure out the rest. So because of that, I I decided to join the National Guard, um, you know, which which was on a part-time military basis. You'd still go through the active duty uh, in-doc and training, um, you know, boot camp and all that stuff uh, that the active duty goes through. Um, And, you know, I, I didn't want to uplift her career as well. I didn't want to be sel- too selfish, where if I joined the active duty army, 
the army would then pretty much place me at the needs of the army. I could go to Korea. I could go to Germany. I, I, I could go to Washington, you know, and I'm New Jersey native with all my family really close. I felt that right. th- that was going to be too much. My wife had a solid teaching career uh, to just, and she was already vested and all that stuff, you know, to pick. And she up. was backing you up. Exactly. You know, she's, she's your biggest supporter exactly. at that point, And you don't want to take advantage of that support. Yes. You want to do the right yes. thing so, by everybody. So I, I, I was able, you know, with the, with the national guard, I was able to find, you know, that happy median, and basically up right up, you know, uh, we, we had, um, you know, monthly drills prepping me for boot camp about six months before I basically shipped out, uh, for boot camp. And, uh, that week before I shipped out, we found out she was pregnant <laughs> with baby number one. Wow. So I'm 30 years old. I'm getting ready to go to boot camp, uh, which I'm nervous as hell about. Cause I know I'm old. I don't know if my body could take it. Don't get me wrong. I prepped like crazy for probably a couple years. Okay. Um, and then to find out after I got in there, I pretty much overprepped, and I'll explain that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I prepped physically, mentally, you know, and all that stuff. Uh, and that's what you kind of do as an older guy, you know, because it, it, you have different priorities. You've been through different things in your life. You've been around the block in certain circumstances to, uh, depending on how you look at it, harden you a little bit for certain stressors. Um, and you know, but I found out my wife was pregnant a week before, you know, I, I ship out and I'm like, okay, this is going to be even more interesting now. And, you know, I'm a faith-based guy, a faith-based guy. And, you know, I, I, I kind of put my hands, you know, to, to God and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to leave this to you to help me through this and, and support me here. And, you know, and, and, uh, I, I left January 1st, 2013 to go to, uh, Fort Benning, Georgia. School for boys. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I, I get down there, and I, you know, soon to find out that yes, I'm the the oldest guy in my direct platoon. I'm the second oldest guy in my whole company of like 250 guys that are down there. That you know, for the next 14 weeks straight, where they were going to beat the shit out of us, essentially. You know, of course. and um, you know, the the army was experimenting at that time with different ways on how to reach the you know, I, I don't want to say recruits, but newly enlisted guys and guys through, through boot camp. So different companies were getting different stressors and different allowances or, you know, uh, you know, different privileges and stuff like that. And we were the fortunate company that got the uh, basic um, hard physical stressors. So essentially out of the, I think four or five different companies that were down there at the time, we were the ones that were getting smoked and beat the shit out of the entire time. So no privileges, right. no cell phone Oof. for 14 weeks straight, pregnant wife, you know, mail, snail and it's mail. it's your first. Yeah, and it's my first. It's your first, first yeah. too. I saw her. We, we were given a 72-hour pass like eight weeks in. It's the first time I saw her. Uh, it was probably five weeks until I spoke with her on the phone the first time. You know, just snail mail. You know, old school oh. snail mail in 2013, which, you know, at that time, you know, you, you had iPhones. You know, you could talk regular, but not us. So it was a very different, stressful time. But, you know, it. But, you know, there must be something, though. And you stop me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. on this, but there's something that's romantic about that snail mail. There's something. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. You will have those letters. And I'm sure. Oh, know, they're tucked the away. It, yeah, they're, they're in my office away. right now. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And you'll be able to show them to your son. Um, this, your son was uh, your oldest, yes, correct? Yes. Okay, so you'll be able to show that to your son one day when you guys sit down and have a beer in the backyard. Hey, this is when you were in your mom's tummy, and these are the letters back and forth. Yep. I mean, there's something awesome about that. Even though, listen, stressful, had to be tough on your wife, 
had to be tough on you with everything else going on and getting your ass kicked every day and then having that on top of it. But now that you look back, that's such that's so unique and awesome yeah. in its own design. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it was, you know, it, part of the motivation, right? To you know, right. You're not gonna you're not gonna fall out. You're not gonna you know voluntarily quit or you know anything like that. You're you're gonna keep going because you you have a different motivation to strive for. And right. all this is gonna build up to you know the business and how we've built the business and and you know stressors we've involved even as recent as COVID and how we've had to pivot and stuff like that. But you know, it, it, basic training taught me a lot, right? Take taking care of other guys. Again, um, I'm newly enlisted. I'm still learning army ways, but I'm 30 years old. I have I have some you know some stuff under the belt, and I'm basically the godfather of these guys. The I was older than the drill sergeants. You know, the drill yeah. sergeants look to me to what's going on with everyone. Why why is this guy all fucked up? Why is why is that guy? What's going on in his life right now? You know, and it's not like the internal rat. It's the, hey, you're the godfather and these guys look up to you. You're the one leading the way. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're leading the way in, in discipline. You're leading the way in you know, physical fitness. You know, like that's what I mean. Like I overprepared. Like I'm in there and I'm getting smoked. But I'm like, okay, you know, like, yeah, this is very challenging. But I, I pushed myself a lot before. It's not like I walked in there off the street with no physical training. Like years I probably could have well, ran like were, an Ironman, you know, before you weren't, in. you weren't an 18 year old kid straight exactly. out of high school. So I, I that you were... had to push myself exactly, so much yeah. more beforehand to test myself and say, can I do this? You know, I have to go overboard. And, and, you know, that's what I did. And don't get me wrong. Like I, I hit walls many times, but in a messed up way, I swear the drill sergeants were when they're smoking us, they're looking at, Hey, looking at the old man. And they called me the old man. They call me old balls you know, things like that. <laughs> like they're looking at old balls to see when is old balls hitting the wall. Cause then we're going to change things up. Right. You know, like right. when is old, when is old balls like collapsing? Okay. You know, Oh, everyone's puke, puking in the garbage can. Everyone's running their circles. Voila, is, uh, let's get old man to, to puke in the garbage can. I'm like, Nope, not doing it. Sorry. I'm not doing <laughs> it. I'm going to say, <laughs> All right, and then, you know, and then I think some of the other guys caught on. They're like, Oh, you motherfucker, you know, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it was, it was good, but it taught me to, to care for the other guys. I took them all under my wings. I was their older brother, you know, and Hey, and there's things that I could pass on. And there was different motivation I could pass on to them as, as well. You know, like a lot of them were going there just to get college credits. A lot of them were going there. Hey, I'm going to do my four years and I'll get different benefits and I'll come out. Or I just want to deploy. I just want to go do stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, right. and I'm, I'm in there going, I'm here to serve my country. That is my only <laughs> mission. I have like, I have a separate career. I don't need the money. I was making damn good money before I came in here to do this. Of course. Right? I was like, money's not the thing here. I'm already married. I have the girl. You know, I you know, I had the two dogs already. I already had the house. You know, like it's all done. This is just in a kind of weird, selfish way, like for me to give back, you know? And, you know, I I, I was doing it for me, but so that I could, you know, help others as well. So it it was it taught me it taught me a lot about, you know. Uh, a different way of leadership and, and things that came through at the Ar- army way of leadership, but also just caring for others and taking care of people, different knowledge I can pass on to help them through different situations that they were going through. Um, well, it sounds like, it sounds like it's that service that was instilled in you from talking to your grandfather, probably I'll, I'll, your father telling the stories as well. And your father carrying that along to you. Yes. And even your father wanting you to go to college and things like that, making you a better man. 
that service is kind of bred into you at that point. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And now you're now you're doing it. Exactly. Now this is like you said for me to 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 have that idea of service and to actually now go out and serve my country. Hundred percent. And and that's only basic training, right? <laughs> right. Right. We didn't even do anything yeah, yet, yeah. really. <laughs> exactly. So you know that that's that, and you know the the funny thing is, um, you know, I ended up t- being um taking the PT honors of the company. So out of 250 guys, I had the highest PT score, you know, nice. on the army physical fitness test. I, I forget what the extended score I got, you know, 300 is the max. I had 350 or something like that. You know, on the air force physical fitness, I did really good too. I could roll my chair the furthest. It was, it was excellent. It was really good. <laughs> no, I, I don't downplay it. My best friend who was very influential in getting me to sign on is, is in the air force. He, he's actually an air force pararescue man. He's still in, he's oh, got geez. 22 years in. He's a badass, right? He's he's deployed. Yeah, those guys are he's serious. Done, you know, he he started out in the army, and then he crossed took took the downgrade in pay. You know, down you know downgrade in rank when he crossed over to Air Force, um, and he he's been doing his thing. So I don't look down on Air Force at all. Some of my <laughs> greatest friends are 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 in the Air Force, right? Um, but you know, I I ended up taking PT honors, and the day before graduation, literally the day before, and I by this point I had talking to talk to my wife, you know, was it, you know, get the plans, what's going on for graduation, who's coming down, where are we right. going after? I'm taking a break, right? <laughs> you yep. know, like mini, what restaurant are we going mini, to? Mini where va- are we going? Mini vacation. Like the, the plan yeah. was literally like, hey, pick up my six month pregnant wife, literally from, uh, and we're in New Jersey, we live in New Jersey from Fort Benning, uh, which is outside of Atlanta or, or Columbus, mm-hmm. Georgia. I'm sorry. Um, basically drive down to uh, Fort Lauderdale. My parents have a condo down there uh, and go spend a week on the beach, recreating the Corona commercial. Right. You know, like, awesome. you know, Corona's in a bucket on the beach type thing. The day before they go, you took PT honors. Would you like to go to airborne school? And they said, we're offering two guys, the class leader and the PT honors. And I said, like, this was a big goal of mine coming into this. Not that I would um, get it right away, but somewhere, if I prove myself, maybe they give me the opportunity to go to a high-speed school. High-speed. Right. Right. High speed. There you go. Yep. All right. And it starts. <laughs> um, exactly. And I go, oh, man, uh, this is going to change things up because it's going to make me stay in Fort Benning, Georgia for another three and a half weeks. And I went, okay, now, we, now we've got a problem. So mm-hmm. I, literally up until the last minute they gave me, they're like, we need a decision from you. It was like morning of graduation or something like that. And I go, I couldn't get in touch with my wife at the time. You know, they, they allowed me to go make a, um, a, a, an old school, you know, I didn't have my cell phone, but I was allowed to make a, you know, um, pay phone call. Uh, yeah, they're hanging on the wall. Exactly. You're like, what is this? Unfortunately, thing? my wife didn't pick up and I was like, I'm not leaving a message about this, you know? So, no, no. Yeah, I, so it was, it was worse. Our morning of graduation, or they call it turning blue. Cause we get our fancy blue cord, you know, as infantrymen, uh, the morning of turning blue, I graduate and, um, I pull her aside and go, uh, I got, I got a problem. And she goes, okay, what's that? I go, uh, they offered me the opportunity to go to airborne school. I'm staying down here for another three and a half weeks. And I said, I made that decision without you. I apologize. And she goes, I know this was a dream of yours. They're offering it to you right away. You don't have to come home. You can stay here. You're still in shape. Why, what are you sorry about? And I'm like, ah, damn, I'm so happy I married you. Right. So, I was just going to say, man, <laughs> damn. Yeah. So, so it interrupts all the plans. My parents okay. were down there. My in-laws were down there. A few of my best friends have come in and I'm going, uh, I'm not going home with any of you. Uh, I'm not going down to Florida. 
I'm sticking around here for another three and a half weeks because I'm going to go voluntar- voluntarily jump out of a perfectly good airplane at least five times. And they went, okay, then. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so needless to say, they all go back home. I stay down there for another three and a half weeks, um, graduate airborne school. And I come home uh, into the National Guard, in New Jersey National Guard, with jump wings on my chest, which is very rare for New Jersey National Guard because there's no airborne units in New Jersey. And okay. it's very unusual for a New Jersey, um, for New Jersey to get a slot at airborne school for the National Guard because it's a very busy school because there's active duty airborne units and, you know, even a few National Guard airborne units. Um, and they save that for a lot of the, the high speed HUA people, you know, special forces, rangers, etc. Uh, same thing on air force combat controller, a special, and I went through attack P exactly. And I went through, uh, airborne with those guys, even the special, uh, special operations, weather technicians, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Uh, A couple Marines. I think they call them, they call them reconnaissance airmen. Yes. Uh, Yeah. They they changed changed it it up. Yep. Um, I'm happy they did that. I never liked that. Yeah. That was horrible. (laughs) So I, here, quick side note, I tried to enlist into the Air Force to go down that route as attack P to begin with. Oh, nice. Um, Nice. Unfortunately, my grades were fine. I had 125 GT score, 92 ASVAB, like, you know, mechanical engineer. I'm not trying to toot my horn. I was okay with that. They didn't like my full sleeve tattoo. That was it. I could not enlist into the Air Force with a full sleeve tattoo. So this was mid so this is 2013 around yeah uh i enlisted just prior to or just prior to that so about six months prior so middle of 2012 i had looked into it It, i had my tattoo since i don't know 05 07 somewhere in there Uh Um, somewhere around 08 i started looking into uh into going into the air force and they turned me down then and then they still had those stipulations up through 2010 11 12 whatever yeah yeah because it was real big i remember i got out in 05 um and it was real big then because guys would go out and get you know sleeves when they'd get home from a deployment yep. or something like that you were getting kicked out yeah 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 you know uh so it was and it was even worse for the guys that were trying to get in oh yeah if you were already in then the rules were a little different of but, course that's what i heard they're like if you were yeah. in or if you went in somewhere else and you crossed over so that was always a plan too i'm like oh i could be like my buddy and going through the army and cross over or something and cross, like that right? and you know what like it just it, it just didn't happen that way. And, and, and yeah, even right. going back, you know, <laughs> I had, uh, I had originally enlisted to be an officer too and paperwork going down that route. Um, but unfortunately, you know, I, I, I made a bad decision in my very early twenties and I needed a moral waiver to go into the military uh-huh, Okay, yep. and they, uh, they would not let me initial enlist, uh, to a officer position and OCS. Uh, with a moral waiver. They said, once you're in, you can apply for OCS and that'll be fine. But I couldn't initial enlist with an officer OCS contract. So that's why that's kind of one of the stipulation or one of the reasons why I went directly to infantry. One, there was like one of five jobs open because middle of 2012, they weren't, they weren't really searching for people that much. You know, they were, they were taking just prime candidates almost, at least into New Jersey National Guard. They were at 90, right, 98% or 101%, yeah. something like that. Yeah, there was big time force shaping at that time. Exactly. And they were actually trying to get guard people out, exactly. if anything. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it was one of the slots that were open and always being a guy that was interested in, you know, I'm an outdoorsman, interested in guns and stuff like that. I said, you know, I'm going right. to be an infantryman, just like, whatever. I know I'm going to get the crap beaten out of me. It, it is what it is. But yeah, so 
you know, I come back to New Jersey, I've got jump wings and, you know, instantly they, they throw me into one of the, the, the high, I guess, higher speed units. It was a reconnaissance unit. Um, so we were, um, recon basically dismounted reconnaissance, uh, for, in, we were an infantry unit, but specialized as dismounted reconnaissance in a cavalry squadron, if you could okay. follow that. So we all were right. the redheaded stepchild of the cavalry, um, you know, they all went out on their Humvees and we went out on feet with rucks, right? So we, we had a sniper unit, we had other specialty, you know, jobs and selections, stuff like that um, in there. But we were, we were known as the, you know, um, I guess higher speed unit of the state. Okay. Right? Given access to more schools, things like that. So, you know, I, I ended up going down air assaults. I ended up, you know, repelling out of helicopters, getting my air assault wings as well. So a little bit more chest candy, you know, and you know, things along those lines, ended up having another kid, um, you know, still work in the same, um, the same job or the same, uh, with the same company, you know, so I went back to my corporate American job one weekend a month, you know, two weeks a year, as they say, you know, started doing that. It's However, amazing how they say that. <laughs> it was nothing like that. And, of course. you know, wow. My first year on the books, full 365 days, 120 of them were army related. I believe it. A third of that year was, it. we want you to go to this school. And naturally, because I was squared away, I was a little bit, you know, I had great PT. I would not go to a school and fail out. They knew it. They, they gave, we want to send you this. We want to send you to this. We want to send you to this. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That seems cool. You know? So I went to, you know, some armament schools. I went to small arms, master gunner school. I went to, you know, like I said, air assault school. I went to different leadership schools. They would send me to, and all the time, um, you know, the, the corporate job was like, okay, we understand legally, we can't do really do anything here, you know, um, until it actually started becoming an issue with how much I was away, whether the, the two week annual training was four weeks, or, you know, things like that. And I was essentially a project manager uh, for my corporate job, uh, bringing new product developments, uh, and doing okay. new product development for a, a bath and kitchen company. You can't be away. You just exactly every time I'm away, tough. someone else has to pick up my slack on all yeah. my projects and intimately know what's going where and when and how and stuff. So it became an issue, and it ended up becoming an issue to the point where, you know, they. I don't want to downplay the the company because they they did write right. by me for a long time, but I felt like within the last you know year, I essentially took I took a, I took a promotion I pretty much shouldn't have. I was shooting for another position and applying okay. for another one. They're like, well, we have a need over here on the left. You're looking for the right. We have a need here on the left. We think you'll be good over here. And I'm like, well, I'm interested in the one on the right. And they're like, yeah, but we feel you're, we really need you over here. I'm like, okay. And, and they dangled the money in front and I chased the money. Right. Um, We've all been there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at the time I've got two kids, three and a one year old. Um, you know, I'm still, I'm doing great in the military. I'm accessing rank, you know, um, I think by that time I'm already a sergeant and, uh, you know, doing stuff there. And then, you know, I, I, I'm tasked with building out a, basically a whole new division, a luxury line of products and, you know, doing stuff around there. And it just, I felt wasn't supported. Right. I sort of voicing my opinion on things, you know, and then it became known as Craig, who was always the overachiever became, Hey, he's not performing. Right. And, and this is pretty much the first time I ever talked to this, at least, at least right. out in the open. 
that's gotta be that's gotta be really tough. It was tough mentally too, because right? yeah, because yeah, I was always you're like, used to being, you're used to being the best. I'm used to you know getting things done, and all of a sudden right. I'm not getting things done, and people are noticing, and people are talking about it, and hey, why isn't this getting done? And I'm like, well, I feel we're under-supported. There's a lot going on right here. It doesn't help that I've got a training in two weeks, you know, stuff like that. And before you know it, I'm on a performance improvement plan, a PIP, they call it. in the PIP, yep. 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 And I'm going, okay, well, I don't know if I deserve that, you know, and it kind of, they like sprung it upon me, you know. Uh, mm. It wasn't like, hey, you know, HR comes in, hey, Craig, is everything okay? You know, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. No, it was like, Annual review, um, you underperformed in the last six months. The prior six months, you did great, you know, where we hired you for this position. The last six months, you did shitty. I'm like, okay. okay. Uh, I, I stressed I had some issues here. I was trying to voice that. I went to HR, actually, and said I actually have some issues here. I don't know if this is working out well in this position. And a PIP comes out. And I go, okay. Uh, I kind of see a little writing on the wall here. Uh, mm-hmm. My brother's an HR guy. My father's an HR guy. And I'm going... All right, let them kind of, I talk to them about it and they're like, well, you know, we see it from their point of view and we see it from your point of view. Either way, it's crappy. Yeah, because a PIP is always that first thing that they, they have to get to, right? things in, you know, get it in yeah, writing. Liability, you know, liability. We're, we're showing, we're trying to improve this employee. Yep. Yep. But like you said, the writing on the wall is, this might be us trying to push this employee yep. out so as I, well. I saw the writing on the wall. I'm not stupid. Yeah. And I'm going, all right, well, I'm 12 years into this career here. Um, maybe it's time for a change. <laughs> Right. Um, and I'm going, okay, well, I've got a three and a one-year-old. I've got a wife. She, at least she's got a secure job. Uh, she's a teacher. She's not making all the money in the world, but you know, we've got health benefits through her. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we've got, we're not stupid financially. You know, we've got some money pushed away for a rainy day and this and that. And I'm going, okay. But Jersey's not a cheap place to live Correct. like New York. Correct. You're talking high cost of living. So whenever I know from my wife and myself, if one of us would lose a job, okay, we would, make ends meet we would try to survive like you said you can make things work but that is not ideal in this area to have only one income yeah. coming in yep and and all. it was it was it was tough it was a tough time it was a tough time i mean as you as you said prior you know mentally you know it was stressful i'm not performing like i used to i was bringing a lot of that home and that was a problem i had a problem okay with that. not that my yeah. wife ever was like hey you you know like you have a problem it was, I, I physically had a problem with realizing self-awareness after the fact, like, you know, it's three and a one year old at home, you know, obviously it's a little bit of stress going on there with kids running around, not listening, you know, you know, trying to figure tantrum out daycare, here, there, you daycare, know, yeah, all, all that stuff. And it, it was a hard time in my life. And it got to the point where I said, you know what? I'm going to go pump gas rather than work because I like, I can't handle that anymore. I can't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth my sanity. I can't be that guy that brings that stuff home. And I didn't know about a lot of the modalities of self-improvement. I've, I've always read books. I've always, you know, had, had some inkling for, for, you know, uh, entrepreneurship, you know, even before college, um, in college, I got involved with an MLM, which kind of opened up my eyes to self-improvements, okay. you know, um, and, yep. and that was, and that was okay. I mean, you know, I, I made some money from, from it. I lost some money from it, but you know, I gained a lot of knowledge in the self-improvement space on who to follow, who to look, what to read. 
and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because there's a lot of, in that space, there's a lot of pitfalls. Ex- you can go down a exactly. lot of wrong alleyways. Yes. But then there's also ways that you can get in with good people exactly. and make some good money. Yes, you know? yes. So I always had that inkling for wanting more, right? You know, I was never satisfied. Um, always wanted more, which was how I climbed ranks, whether it was military, whether it was corporate life, you know, things like that. Um, but, you know, I, I just had got to the point with the corporate career and, you know, this was a little bit prior to the PIP and then during the PIP and then there's stipulations I had to fulfill obligations during the PIP and somewhere in the mix of all that, I, I, I was, I was basically, I had, had the idea of high speed daddy. Um, it wasn't okay. called high speed daddy. It wasn't, it was just, you know, I, I was definitely searching for a lot of things in those prior few months up to the PIP and where I was mentally and, and searching for something else and whatever it may be. And, you know, and, and, you know, the writing was on the wall and a lot of, a lot of irons were in the fire and a lot was going on. And I said, Oh, maybe I can go active duty national guard. There was that, that was on the table in some instances and, you know, or getting orders for or longer orders. Um, right. You know, yeah, AGR slots, exactly, all that kind of fun 100%, stuff. Yeah. You know, and, you know, a lot of stuff going on. And I came across a, a video of basically how to sell on Amazon. And I was like, that's interesting. And I, and I started going down the rabbit hole of all that because that's what I do it's, as an engineer and a guy that just researches and has a lot of mm-hmm. initiative. I, I research a crap out of stuff. So I, I looked into that and I said, okay, I might be able to do this. I said, I've got a new product development, sourcing, and quality background. I said, I can, I can develop something. I didn't know what that was, but I can develop something. And and then I ended up, you know, looking into that space where I said, I just don't have the sales and marketing background. I said, well, that's where Amazon comes in. And even in 2013, or I'm sorry, uh, this was 2016, 2016 when this was starting to happen. So I'm getting towards, or I just passed my first three year enlistment contract. I enlisted again. Because I was like, I'm good at this. I like doing it. I'm you talk to wife because I thought it was three years and I was going to be done, you know, at, get it out of my system. Um, and I, I liked it a lot. I talked to wife. She's like, yeah, go ahead and sign up again if you like it. So I just signed, you know, reenlisted. And I said, well, I, I've got this on the side, you know, uh, I've got health insurance for my wife. I said, well, even if I step away and do something, you know, health insurance is taken care of. We got a little bit of money taken away. So we have like some survival time there. I've got, little, excuse me, a little pay coming in through the national guard. I can apply for more schools. I can do a little bit more, get on orders to do this or that, you know, I can be that guy that volunteers for everything. Right. Um, yeah. and I can work any odd jobs. I've done odd jobs before. I'll clean gutters. I'll mow lawns, landscape, dig holes, snow. I was already doing snow plowing because a buddy of mine had that. And I was already snow plowing on top of everything in the winters. And I was like, we're approaching winter. I'll have a little money coming from that. So I said, right well, now's a good time to if I'm going to take a chance on something now, now's a good time. I'm going to do it. And I, you know, went through some blogs and podcasts and basically how to develop a product, come up with, you know, an idea sheet and this and that. And I came, came across, um, you know, uh, basically in using some of those tactics came up with a product merging two passions of mine. And this was after, you know, putting a bunch of stuff on a paper and kind of ruling things out, researching and basically it was fatherhood because I'm a new father. I'm in the mix. It's a passion. I'm ideal target and military. And I essentially joined the two together. And I said, what can, what can I do there between the two? And I looked at, you know, whether it's just a blog I'm going to create and drive affiliate traffic to it and stuff like that, or develop a physical product 
and that's what I ended up doing, um, which was basically implementing military style assault pack or backpack with fatherhood, which I saw was kind of a, a niche in the backpack world. And I put the two together to create like a military style diaper bag. And thus the high speed daddy diaper bag was born at the time. I and called now, it something different. I can't call okay, it that yeah. now uh, okay. <laughs> because I come to find out, you know, like during that research, you know, phase that there are other people that had started doing things um, a little bit before me. I just figured I could come in with a better product, better story. And I said, you know, it's a limited market. I can come in here and I can take market share. And that's how High Speed Daddy was essentially created uh, with one product in two colors that, you know, I, I placed an order in September of 2016, October okay. 1st. I, <laughs> this was... This was stupid in looking back on it, but I fulfilled the obligations of my PIP, um, not by going overboard or doing anything. I just kept doing my normal work and I fulfilled the obligations of the PIP. My manager signed off on it. HR signed off on it. And that afternoon I gave them my two week resignation. It was a pride thing. It was a pride play. And it was, an, yeah, you could see how that could play. It, out. And it was a, it was a little F you back at them. Right. Right. And it was stupid to do that because it, honestly, in the route that I was going, I should have let them lay me off. I would have had a severance package and mm-hmm. I, I could have collected unemployment after. And then you could have done all the design and startup stuff. And I would have had that... a little bit more money, right? Right. And right. it was a pride play. And looking back on it, I should have played that differently. But at the time, it was motivation. It was motivation for me that I didn't have that extra funds, but I'm going to take a certain amount. My wife was on board. Obviously, I have great communication with her. And I put that all together and I placed an order uh, after several rounds of prototypes with the supplier and finding a supplier and, you know, developing a product and, you know, going back and forth over prototypes. And I placed an order in September, gave my resignation in October um, and it was January, February of 17. I started selling product. Now, did you, did you use any veteran services that were available to you you know, to get yourself started, did you, did I you was, use any I of the stuff that's out there? Too probably ignorant to the fact to know that it was even out there because okay. I was, right. and maybe pride again, where oh, I have a new product development background, I can do all. I don't this. need your help. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't need your help, kind of, you know, and I, I'm gonna put X amount of money towards it, you know, which by the time that stuff got delivered to, you know, like where you know uh, fulfillment centers and whatnot. It was ended up being like twice as much money that I invested than I originally thought. It's always like that. Yes. I mean, anytime yeah. you try to do something, you you come in and, and it's horrible because you think you're actually over budgeting for things. Oh no, I I padded this, I padded yep. that, and it still never works out. And I bootstrapped everything. I did everything myself. I had started a, a blog at the time. You know, I came up with the name High Speed Daddy. You know, and there's reasons behind that. You know, I, which I can kind of get into re- really quick, you know, sure. Um, yeah. you know, trying to figure out a brand name, blah, blah, blah. And then I figure, well, you know, you want to be the best of the best dads, you know, that's kind of where we're shooting for, you know, if the best of the best of the military, we call them high speed a little bit, you know, high speed daddy. And I, like, it kind of came together in a weird way, like that quick. Um, you know, it was like a day or two that I was pondering on it. And then of all people, like my sister, my younger sister, once I, you know, I was open with my family about all this. Um, right. I, I told my younger sister, I'm like, high speed daddy. She goes, Oh, cool. 
you know, you, are you going to call it high speed data? You're going to have it abbreviated like HSD. And I was like, yeah, I could probably do like an HSD and just subtitle, you know, high speed daddy or something along those lines. She goes, Haley, Sadie, Dominic. And I went, holy crap. Huh. Haley's my wife. Sadie's my, my dog, my, my one-year-old at the time. And Dominic is my, my boy, my oldest. That's pretty cool. HSD, pretty Haley, cool. Sadie, Dominic. I went, something's meant to be here. <laughs> Someone's kind of telling me something. So, yeah. uh, High Speed Daddy was created at that point. Um, you know, brand, you know, branded the name. And, you know, I, I was listening to podcasts. I was reading blogs and, you know, in the niche and what I had to do. And I didn't know a lot about the formalities of business and, and what to do. I just had my, my, my budgeting and how I was working. That was just how I ran my family house finances, Excel sheets and, you know, mm-hmm. balancing checkbook, stuff like that. Um you know, and then I just, I would research. That's, if I can say one thing to everyone, like just have initiative, go out. And if you don't know the information, just go out and find it. Someone else has it. It's somewhere. There's this thing That's called what the we internet, always say. right? Yeah. We, 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 you have so many tools oh, out in front so of much. you. And, you know, because it used to be, if you were coming up with a product or a name, say, you had to get into town records and state records and county records does somebody already have this yep, name yep. is this product out there you have to start going to stores you have to co- contract other companies to do research for you yep. now U- US, it's a google U- search uspto united states hey, and trademark office hey high speed daddy no one has that great nobody has it we're, but good. we're good you know apply yeah. for the trademark you know so <laughs> you know it was i would just try to do something every single day to move the needle forward, whether it was communicate. And the other thing that came into the play is I started spending a lot more time with, with my kids. And that was part of the designed process. I'm going to design a business that if this works out, it can be a lifestyle business if I want it to be. And by right. that, I mean, I don't have to work a 10 hour day. I could work a modified day or whatever I put into it, I'm going to get out and we'll see where it goes. But one, I'm going to work every odd job I can find because I just significantly reduced our family income. Um, so anything that popped up, anyone that needed help, I was doing work on the side. I was watching my kids, you know, so we cut back on a daycare. On daycare, yep. Um, yeah, and, and by that, uh, it was actually, I, we didn't have to send them to a formal daycare, such as, uh, and what I mean by that is grandma helped out a lot and she was helping out. But she was starting to get to that. Hey, it's a three and a one year old, not just a three, a two year old anymore. You know, like yeah, two, it's starting to be a lot. <laughs> two kids being a lot. So we started. Grandma and I started dividing and conquering. So I essentially started getting time blocks. I got a time block that I can work in the morning. I can get a time block in the afternoon. It might be two hours in the morning. Might be a couple hours in the afternoon. But you better believe that after the kids went to bed, I worked a full six or eight hours. Right? I was doing some really late nights in the early years, to the point I'm like. Sure two, three o'clock in the morning until I literally couldn't keep my eyes open anymore. That's part of the entrepreneur hustle, the business hustle, right? Maybe I wasn't working a full 10, 12, 14 hours straight, eight o'clock to eight o'clock or something like that, but I was getting my hours in, but it was around my family uh, necessities and priorities. And hey, I became Mr. Mom. I was dropping, you know, my, you know, the older son started going to uh, nursery school. I was dropping him off and picking him up. You know, I, I was one of the gals that did that because there was very few dads that do that, right? Right, um, right. And, and that's just, you know, how, how our society is a little bit. And that's okay. 
Uh, so, I, but I also think that's changing a little bit, and that's how I I came into finding you that way because, you know, as I was going through Instagram and stuff, I forgot how exactly you know, and, and it's been a little while now, but one of your products popped up on the screen, mm-hmm. um, either through one of my searches or an ad yep. or, or mm-hmm. something like that. And, you know, I talk to my buddies all the time that are like me. I watch my daughter two or three times a week, just me at home to save on daycare. Cause I work shift work and stuff. So and we work my schedule so that I am Mr. Mom yes. for those two or three days. That is very different than my dad who worked yes. every single day, yes. six days a week, and maybe made it to a baseball game. Okay. To, Understood. You know, you know it, it's funny how you do things, you know, a little bit differently based upon how your parents did it, right? You know, so you're kind of right. taking from them, good and bad, right? So, yeah. and it's not that um, it was bad per se. Your father was, he was trying to be the provider. And he right? did. He did a great job. Exactly. And, my, my father and, the same way, you know, and, yeah. and his father who was – you know, in the early years after World War II, like he was into the bottle, right? That's how he dealt with his problems. Never did it, never did a bad thing. You know, like he worked his hours. He came home. He gave the money to my grandmother and then he went out. He was not a very um, present dad for my father. Now, my father reversed that. He worked his corporate job or whatever he had to do. But when he came home, he was home and he made sure every, like my father didn't have a social life. He had a few very close friends. But he didn't go out to the bar. My father never, you know, for a good reason, right? He saw his father doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my father was a soccer coach. My father was very active in our life growing up. Yeah. See, my father was very active in our high schools and our, uh, you know, that PTA stuff. Yes. He was part of the community. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was part, like, my brother played lacrosse. So my dad started a booster club for lacrosse. And, you there know, you that's that same idea. Like you're saying, they worked hard, but then they were present for what the kids needed. Exactly. So, you know, my father may not have dropped me off at, you know, uh, nursery school or picked me up. And actually he did that for a period of time because he was also doing shift work, working second shift. So he was able to, mm-hmm. um, you know, drop us off in the morning and stuff. But, you know, all that sticks in your head as to how do I want to design my life, right? And how do I want to continue the American dream that my parents set up for me? You know, how do I make my life better for my family and try to, you know, expand upon that? family heritage legacy legacy is the word i'm looking for yeah yeah so you know that was part of the design plan of with high speed Daddy is if i can set this up right i can work you know these blocks of hours and still be present um and you know raise my kids essentially not pass them off to someone else to be raised and i get it you know like that works for some people it just wasn't good for me so i started yeah i mean i love being I love being a part of my daughter's day-to-day life and not just always being at work. I took my daughter to the park the other day. That makes my entire week. You, you know how much connection you're building between, between you two oh, with awesome. that as well? It's, it's, and what she's going to be able to look back upon? And, yeah. and that's, and, and that's what, one of our, our big you know, things through High Speed Daddy. We, our, our, our tagline that we use is we help men provide, protect, and connect, right? You know, yeah. provide for the family. You help. Um, protect the family, whether it's, you know, um, physically or just, you know, raising them a certain way to look for, for things, um, you know, and then um, connect. And it's just that connection between them, spending time with them, being present. And it's, it's a, it's a big thing. And, you know, getting back to, you know, how we started getting into the business and what we started expanding upon, 
don't get me wrong. When I first started, it was about me, right? What can I do mm -hmm. to help make my life a little bit better and, you know, spend time with my kids and stuff. But I quickly realized very quickly that it was a much bigger thing than just me. And, you know, it kind of came through where I hadn't even sold a product yet, but I was writing some blogs, right? And I started putting it out there on social media and I'd, I'd ask friends to share. And I had a WordPress website that I built, right? And I knew nothing about websites, but I learned, you know, I, I, and it looked like crap that go around and quote, <laughs> good is good enough. That was my, my personal tagline. Good is good enough. Get it out there. Move on. We'll Get circle the information out. We'll circle back around and fix it later or make it look right. pretty later. And that, that still is a little bit of the tagline today for me personally, like get it out there, revise, edit after people tell you, give you a little feedback, go on, you know? So, you know, we, we ended up, you know, it, it ended up expanding, um, getting some traction. Not that I had a heck of a lot of people, but I was doing the right things. I had an email list. I had social media presence. I had probably 50 people on an email list, 200 people on Facebook and 40 on Instagram when we launched the product. I could have done a lot more uh, right. if I knew, if I was, if I had the knowledge I have now and what I mm -hmm. should have done. But I had a small community that I was letting them know, like, this is what we're about. This is what we do. This is things to help you with parenting from a dad's point of view. Um, and by the way, everyone, we have a product coming along and this is what it is, you know, and you know, I give them updates. It's going to be ready soon, et cetera, et cetera. But hey, when the time came around to launch, that was my launch list and people were intimately involved and I had friends and family. That's a big thing. I had some support and don't get me wrong. I had a lot of naysayers as well. Like you walked away from what? That's stupid. Oh, you're going to fail. And no one came and told me that to my face, but I knew that stuff was out there. I knew people were it's saying in the, it. It's in the background when you, yes. and again, yeah. you, you're, you know, you were in a quote unquote high speed job for, you know, civilian world and being an engineer is again, nothing to scoff at. So to walk away from that, like you said, I'm going to go pump gas. Why, why I figure out this yeah. product that I want to launch, you know, it's not, it's pretty easy for family members to be like, I think he lost it. Yeah. I think we should give him some help or something. Yep. Yeah. It was, it, it was, it was interesting. It was very, um, I, I would keep family up to date. I mean, obviously I asked a lot of them to be the friends and the Facebook page and you know, this right. and people would Share ask me, Oh, how's high speed doing? Going, Oh, I got a product coming along. You know, it's a backpack, you know, it's a diaper bag for dads. You know, it's kind of cool. looks military trends. Oh, cool. You know, and by the time the product was ready for sale and even, whether it was, you know, out of the garage or on Amazon or whatever, within two weeks I was sold out at the initial batch. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's and pretty I, and good. I went, I'm onto something here. <laughs> Oh, we need to amp this up a little bit. And I was getting some feedback back from the blogs and whatnot. And I remember distinctly one email that came in, and this was before I even launched the product, just off of a blog post. And a guy, you know, found it. And I had it at, e at Gmail email address at, at the time. You know, it was like high speed right. daddy at Gmail or something like that. And he sent an email back and he goes, I really appreciate you sending this out to me. I'm about to have a kid and I'm nervous as shit. I have these stressors, I have anxiety over it. And I got into a back and forth with them and, you know, and, and a good back and forth, right. You know, trading emails, almost pen pal style. And I said, you know, Hey man, I'm, I'm here to help you. Right. I'm putting information out. You tell me, you know, I, I've got a three and a one year old now, like what, you know, what are your anxieties? What are your stressors? This is my story. Let me talk to you. 
and it starts to get back into that me helping other people. It's not about me. And I realized the more people I could help and develop a relationship with that could tie into my personal story and my, you know, my beliefs and what I come to find out are a lot of other people believe other people's beliefs. Um, I could build a brand around that, not just a product. And I was very product focused in the beginning because of my mechanical background or, or, or of course, my, my school that engineering my mindset. It, yeah. it, I was a product guy. I was new product development. I brought products to fruition from, you know, ideas. So I was very product oriented. Oh, I'm going to have the best product that's out there. It, it will solve some of these problems and stuff, but it's the best product. Now, no, no, no. It's much bigger than that. It's, it's about helping these dads develop more confidence. And if I can help these dads develop more confidence, have better relationships with their loved ones, whether it's their wives, whether it's their kids, shit, I could, div- I could affect divorce rate. I could change things around. Yeah. And we don't really preach that a lot because I, you know, that's one of those, um, uh, man, I'm, I'm blanking on the acronym for it. It's like big ass goals. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, I, for- oh man, I forget the acronym right now, but anyway, you know, it's one of those like big, big ass goals. I like, Hey, we're going to divorce. We're going to fix the divorce rate in America and reduce it by 50%. Like that's what we're going to do through high speed daddy. Do you want to get on board with it? You know, and that's like one of those things we talk with guys that work with us now or, or brands we could, you know, collaborate with, mm-hmm. you know, and hey, if we could do this, if we could help you guys do this or that through these modalities, through this meditation, exercise, eating healthy, you know, things along those lines, breath work, cold water therapy. These are all different modalities to help you like through for relaxation and, and to get through that. And we, and we go into detail on a lot of these things. And if we could get you guys to do all that stuff, to have better relationships with your family, and we'll show you how have better relationships with your kid, your wife, and ask what your problems are. And we've got a community online and we've got a private Facebook group just for men, you know, that, that can protect, you know, the, the sanctity of, of guys talking to guys and not having, and and letting them be a little bit more open and vulnerable than if, if women were in there and talking about certain things and how people would think about them. No, no, no. It's a private Facebook group. You got to be a man to join it. I'm sorry, women. We'll get, we'll get there someday, you know, and I know we're approaching kind of time limit and like future endeavors, but yeah, we're going to start a female brand like this one day. Same way. That's a great idea too. Like you said, because listen, I know I have a lot of female military friends that would throw on one of your products just as quick and would be part of a social group. Yes. Yes. Yep. That wants to remember their time in the military, their positive times in the military as females, but carry that over into motherhood, yes. into being now a veteran and out in the community. Um, so that is definitely a space that I don't see anybody really getting too involved in. There's a couple podcasts, yep. there's a couple brands out there that are touching it, but they're not, they're not diving into it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and, you know, we, you know, that, that was, that was always part of the plan you know, and it was going to start this way, but you know, you have to grow to a certain point and have the resources to do all that stuff. And we're still not solidified. The foundation is not solidified enough with high speed daddy that I would like to replicate it into, you know, into another completely, you know, it's it's a similar product line, but a completely new brand essentially. Right. 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 So we just have to, and there's different needs there. Exactly. You know, there's definitely different needs. My wife, it's easy. My wife's mom bag is completely different than the dad bag. Yeah. And the dad bag has certain things in it and it's set up a certain way. Let, let, let alone, (laughs) let, let alone the product itself. 
but just the, the community, the brand itself. We're like who I have on an intimate team here. You know, I do have a business partner. I, you know, he, he's a veteran. I have three guys that work with me almost on a day-to-day basis. They're, they're veterans. Two of them are hundred percent disabled through the VA, you know, so we're okay. veteran known, veteran operated. I do have a couple other people that work that aren't veterans, but that's okay. You know, like everyone needs help. And these are all guys that have kind of come to us, whether it was a friend of mine that was like, Hey, you know, I'm looking for something to do. I want to help. I love what you're about. I want to help others the same way that you're helping them. Okay. You're, you're my guy. Not just, Hey man, I'm looking for a job, you know? Hmm. So no, you got to be about the mission. Right. So, you know, now we're, we're guys that are running this brand right now. If we go start a whole new female brand with guys running it the same way, not going to work. Not going to work. Not no. the same no, problems, need- not the same issues. Mm-hmm. I can't communicate that well. So yep. once we get to that point, yeah, you better believe I'm going to be hiring some females, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you have to. Exactly. Because you have to know your audience. You have 100%. to know, like you said, know that community. And how do you admin a community or group that's supposed to be female only, say, Bullseye. when you're a guy? Bullseye. Now you're breaking that trust. You have to have somebody that's that they trust, that, that they can be honest and open with. Like you said, the guys can be honest and open in the other group. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, yeah. we, we've... You know, that, that was the quick, uh, not so quick story of like the beginnings of like high speed daddy. And, I, yeah. and then we went into different project we ha- products. We have our lunch bags that are great accessories for the backpacks. And actually the lunch bags have taken off on their own. Um, I was going to say the lunch bag seemed, seemed to really be uh, they, they, a nice product. That's, you know, the lunch bag was the home run that shouldn't have. It was one of those. Okay. You know, it, yeah. it was, I need an accompanying accessory for the diaper bag backpack. Um, and you know, and, and I'll get into the, how our backpacks are, and I'm calling it a backpack specifically nowadays, you know, it's, we started as, yes, we're a dad brand. This is a diaper bag in a military fashion. Um, and it's got key features such as stroller straps and baby white pocket, um, insulated side pockets. Uh, it's hundred percent waterproof, things along those lines. All those key features for a quote, a diaper bag are easily transferable to all these other things we're coming to find out. You know, so, and we have a lifetime warranty. So if you, you know, buy it for, you know, when your kid's a baby, you continue using this thing as the kids even get out of diapers a few years in, right? So then transition it, it into transitions into a hiking yeah. bag, a work bag, gym bag, school bag, mountaineering bag, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, well, I was actually watching a video uh, yesterday or today. Um, one of your guys was talking about, you know, hey, it still has the baby wipe. Uh, a holder, but he uses baby wipes all the time as a guy. 100%. He just keeps his, he just keeps his wipes in there. He said, and actually to quote him, I think what he said was, I use baby wipes more now yes. than I did when my kid was in diapers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and it's, it's great to have. I mean, if you go out hiking, you know, the old school thing was bring a roll of toilet paper because you never know, right? Well, you, you don't need yep. to. It's got baby wipe pocket in it. And nowadays yeah. we even, there's men's, you know, uh, men's wipes that are out there. Do you ever hear dude wipes? Big brand, yep. right? So huge brand, you know. Yep. So you know that's stuff that we're we're doing the outreach and collaborating with those brands and whatnot. And as we grow, we can help more, and we give back to veteran organizations. It could be, you know, we we have a product and we see the homeless veteran on the side of the road. He gets a bag; it's filled with stuff and stuff like that. And there's tons of five hundred one five hundred one c threes that we donate to as well. So every right. every time someone purchases something, portion of that's getting put aside and and going back towards veteran community. And that's, and again, that's all about building that community and building that lifestyle brand. It's not just about a product. Yep. It's about 
being in this community and being a part of something bigger than just a diaper bag, exactly. even though that product is important and we all need one when we have a kid and any, any dad out there can say it is important to have that bag ready to go organized because when you're in the park and the kid has a blowout, oh, yeah. um, you better have your stuff set up. Um, but and the, like, there's something bigger going exactly. on Exactly. Well. Like, like you said, you know, it's, it doesn't even look like a diaper bag. Right. It, no, it really essentially, does. It's a feature loaded backpack. That's right, what it is. Right. And we're, a lot of people are coming to us and saying, Oh, I wish I would have known about that. You know, when I had kids and I'm going, did you see the bag? I know you would buy one just because it's cool. It's not a diaper bag. It's a feature loaded backpack. You can see, right. I designed personally, I'm going to, you know, a little, little big head, whatever. Okay, I personally, <laughs> I designed the features on a bag, right? The side pockets fit two 12 ounce bottles of beer in there. Nice. There's a specific reason for that, right? <laughs> Tailgating bag, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, an awesome feature. But it also right. fits two 16.9 ounces bottle of water in each side pocket as well. So, you know, you can fit the waters in there. You can, you know, there's a high hydration pocket. We put the changing mat in there right now, but it's you can fit a hydration bladder in there and then run the tube out the top. You know, so it crosses over into all these different uh, use cases whatever you want. And that's just the backpack, our lunch bags. We have first aid kit pouches. We sell whoobies too. For those that are in the veteran community or military community, everyone knows what, what the whoobie is, the poncho liner. Yeah. I was waiting for the whoobie because my wife steals mine all the time when she goes to the park. It's funny you mentioned she lo- that. <laughs> because she loves putting it on the ground because it doesn't pick up the, she can shake it out and it doesn't bring the sand back into the car. There she you go. All the time. So spe- all the time. speaking of stealing, Women aren't the only one that steals it. When the kids get older, they want whoobies too. So what I did was I brought the first baby and toddler size whoobies to market. Now, whoobies have been out there for decades. But I'd like to take the credit with we're the first ones that shrunk it down so that it's a baby blanket. We have toddler size so that now you can have the daddy and me, you know, and and stuff like that. It's a 60 by 40 size that fits perfectly on a toddler bed. You know, so we've got the whoobies as well, and we're expanding into other products. We literally... Uh, and these haven't launched yet, so hey, 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 um, uh-huh. they're, they're coming out any day now once we uh, get the back end fixed. But we've got 14 different patches because we have Velcro strips. Because any veteran knows you got Velcro all over the place to personalize your stuff, name tapes, of course, you know, et cetera. So we've got 14 different patches coming out in the next few days, probably. You know, and there's some some other products on the docket that will launch before the end of the year. I don't want to get into too many specifics because obviously I, I can't blow all the surprise, but well, no, you got to be waiting on something, but this is just all more reason to keep following you yes, yeah. and, you know, be part of the community, yeah. you know, it's so, on the blog, get on Instagram, all that. And stuff. that, that's just product related stuff. But going back to how we're a much, it's much more important for us to help solve the problems that men are, are, are having these days. And, and even women, cause a lot of this stuff crosses over. You know, whether it's depression, anxiety, lack of confidence, you know, obesity, you know, et cetera, et cetera, which all that stuff crosses into all different levels of your life. You know, it crosses over into how your relationship is with your kids, how your relationship relationships are at your job, you know, and things about things along those lines. You know, so, you know, you sign up on our email list. We send out weekly emails with different, um, you know, things you can do to help you through those situations. Our social media, we post several times a day on Instagram and Facebook and give little tips, tricks, and hacks out on that stuff as well. Yeah, I always see some exercise stuff as well and stuff like that's always coming yeah. out, you know, different things you guys got going on. Yeah, and and we, we this is very important to us. Like any comment people leave, you know, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, 
Uh, if you email us, like we respond to every single comment. And if we get into a story back and forth, that's so be it. You know, like we, right. we go back, we care about our customers. You know, we, we, you know, even the people that follow us usually get an email or, or you know, some sort of message and, and something along those lines. And thank you. What can we do to help support you? I know we barely know you, but, you know, we're, we're here for you guys. Let us know, you know, what's going on and where we can help. So it's, I mean, we're, we have products we sell, but we're not about just that. See, it all just seems to go back to, you know, and, and I'm a sentimental guy. I was very close to my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a World War II veteran as well. He was over in the, um, he was stationed in uh, Hawaii mm-hmm. as uh, he ran a range for uh, anti-aircraft. Okay. And um, so he was more in the training side of things, but I could sit and listen to him talk and talk about his military service and kind of that time in the 1940s. I could listen to that every day. Yep. And I think that helped instill that service in my mind. And it seems like it was the same situation for you. And it's amazing because that's still exactly what you're doing today. You have a product. Great. And I hope you sell a million of them. And I hope it, it, it provides for your family every single day. But it's that service that's never left you. And you can tell by the way you talk about your community that you're still just trying to serve. You're just still trying to serve your country yep. over and over again, and, and, no matter what it is. And I, you know, I had, uh, you know, go back to the serving country and, and stuff like that. And I, I did six years. I, I filled out two contracts, you know, um, for a military service. And I had a hard time getting out. Um, even to this day, I still have a little bit of a hard time, you know, when I think okay. about it, cause I was still really good. I still really in shape, you know, it was not boring. I loved it, but I had another baby by that. Well, <laughs> the same month that I ETS, we had our third kid. Um, and you know, now you're outnumbered. Man. Yeah. So with at the time, <laughs> you know, with at the time, uh, you know, five, two and or five, three and a one year old or something like that, or, or a newborn, I forget the. <laughs> you know, the exact, the exact age difference at that time. Now, now there's seven, five and two, but, okay. <laughs> um, you know, at that time I said, that's, that's a lot, uh, to do with a business that was, and still is exploding. Um, you know, scaling accordingly and all that. Um, it, it would be a lot for my wife, uh, to take on with me still going away, uh, for trainings and, you know, getting called up for this or that. And I had uh, decided to walk away and I still have a little, little problem, you know, with that. Cause it's still kind of fresh. It was only two years ago. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's just, you know, you've only been out a little while yes, now. Yeah. So it's, yes. uh, it's, it's still a little fresh, but you know, it's one of those things I think, you know, I, I did six years. I served my time. I helped a whole bunch of younger guys in there. Um, you know, give them the motivation. Hey, I'm old. I can do this. You can do this too. Hey, I've done this. I went through college if you're interested, do this route. Hey, I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I hate saying that I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a small business owner or a business owner. Mm-hmm. I've started my own business. I started products. If you guys are interested, you can go down this route. And I like kind of saying that. And you know, I, when you kind of think about, oh, you know, what I want, what do I want to teach my kids, or what do I want to show my kids through my, you know, career, or what's possible in this. And I want to, I, you know, I'm using the military and what I've did in corporate America now, being a business owner as, hey, kids, you can do whatever you want to do because I did all three, right? I went to college, you know, I, I got a great job. I, I did that. I did the military, you know, I did that. I'm a small business owner and I've excelled at each one of them, you know, and it's not just to make my head big. It's to show my kids, like you put the hard work in, you can do whatever you want to do. You really can, right? Right. You want to be an astronaut. 
okay, follow the steps to do that. And if you work hard, you can do it. All right. You know, so, you know, I, I remember when my, my mother or father asked me, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And oh, I want to be a firefighter or something along those lines. Right. If you want to do it, that's fine. You know, yeah, you, great. Th- this is what you're going to encounter. This is, you know, w- what you want to do. And if you want to, we'll support you. And, and, you know, my, my family has supported me along the way. I mean, even, you know, my father, you know, nowadays we're, uh, I'd like to say we're, we're a pretty successful business, right? High speed daddy, helping mm-hmm. a lot of people, sells products, things like that. And, you know, my, my father, it took him a little while to kind of like come out and, you know, you know, he, he's kind of hard in, it's hard for him to open, open up a little bit. And he kind of sat me down and was like, listen, I was really scared for you when you decided to walk away from corporate America. You had a solid job. You had a three and a one year old. Wasn't a wise decision. And I know it wasn't, it was a risky decision, but I had, it was a calculated risk dad. And he goes, I knew if anyone was going to do it, you could do it. And I see what you've done. I know that this is the right path for you. And that was a lot for me to like kind of absorb. Yeah, in, that's, right? yeah you got to process that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was, that was a lot. And you know, it was just, it was off the beaten path. And the same thing, you know, when I told them at 30 years old, I was going to join the military or that it, actually I had a conversation with them after the fact that I already joined and I'm going away and I'm doing this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, naturally my mother cried, and, you know, you know, cause they think about like worst case scenarios and all that shit. Of course. And my father goes, what took you so long? <laughs> you mean, you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're the one that told me to go to college and do all this. He goes, yeah, well, I, you know, I just kind of gave you an option. I didn't tell you had to do it. You know, right, what, right. What took you so long in the military? I always knew you'd be natural at it. You know, you think dressing up as G.I. Joe and going to play, you know, in the backyard and this and that. Like, of course, I knew you would do it at some point. And I'm like, oh, thanks. So this was just kind of like the evolution of that. <laughs> right. Growing up and, uh, and and doing that. So it was it's it's been a wild ride and there's still a lot of stuff to go. You know, I, I do treat it um, as much as I can, like a lifestyle business. I try, you know, I, I, I put my work around my kids and my family schedule. And as long as things are getting done and if I can't do it and the money's there, I will pay someone else that to fill in and do stuff for me, you know, and then, you know, get to the point where eventually, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, we, I could even do this more full time. Right. So right, we'll, we'll right. see. I, the funny thing is when you're doing something you love like this and you know, you're helping people like you want to do more, like I wish I had the time honestly to put, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours a day towards this. Cause I would love it. It'd be great. Uh, See, but in my mind, it's almost like you really are because I mean, I know spending time with your kids is important because you're a father and, and I, I can just tell by the way you talk about it, how important being a dad is to you. Um, but it's also part of your business yeah, because true. everything you do with your kids is either part of that lifestyle it's a, it's, it's a, it's a blog post down the road. It's advice for a friend. It's advice for a new customer that might, Hey, I don't know how to handle this. Or like you said, the gentleman who, who emailed you and said, I'm really nervous. I got a kid on the way. And you were able to talk to him in a way because you have the experience because you are a dad. And I'm sure when you were designing your bag or the lunch uh, uh, bag or the first aid kit or the whoopee, you looked at your kids and you went, okay, what did I need in this, you know, experience? What did I need here? What worked best here? So you're really just doing, Oh yeah. You're, 100%. Life is your job. Yeah. It, you know, this stuff is coming out of a d- direct basic needs that I had as a, as a new dad. And even <laughs> here, here's the funny thing, right? You know, I, I'm, it's like the old, uh, hair club for men. You know, I'm, I'm not just, you know, the, the owner, I'm a client too. 
right? Or, or something. I probably fudged it up a little bit. You, you, yeah, you, you yeah, remember, I remember the old commercials. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm not perfect. I don't say that I'm perfect. I put suggestions out there, not just because I think it's good for others, but because I need to feel it and hear it as well, right? I do, I do this stuff. Why, you know, why do I do breath work and take cold showers? Because by nature, humans are kind of on a negative side and maybe I have a little bit more. Maybe I have uh, more anxiety. You're coming up. My parents mm-hmm. would always say, ah, oh, Craig, you're a, you're a worry ward. Yeah. Worry ward is a different name of anxiety, right? Like right. they didn't say, Craig, you're diagnosed with anxiety and you know, you probably need Xanax and all that stuff or Zoloft or whatever they used to have. Um, you know, stuff. And I was never diagnosed, never did that stuff, but I always had worry, always have anxiety. I still have anxiety. I had anxiety coming on in this podcast, right? Really? I had to do a little breath session before I came on here. You, but you know how to handle that. Anxiety. But now That's I know these things thing. because I've researched yeah, it yeah. because if it's good for me, it's good for others as well. And it's getting their message apart. And I'm not just like my kids, just like uh, the guys in the military, the my, my soldiers that were under me. I'm not going to ask you to do anything that I haven't already done myself, right? So this worked for me maybe it'll resonate with you as well. So right, it's, right. you know, that's kind and of- And it's all those tools in the exactly, toolbox. Exactly. It's just tools in the toolbox. It's, hey, like you said, I'm nervous about going on a podcast. I know I could do some breathing right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, I had a really rough day. Instead of lashing out or something like that, I'm going to go do cold water therapy. Yes. You know, I'm going to do, I have all these different things that I can reach for. Or if it gets really bad, I have a community out there that I could go talk to another guy. There you go. I can go talk to another dad. There you go. Reach out and it's, get that support. With it's, it's it's like a lot of the stuff you know on you know mission twenty twos and stuff like that twenty two a day etc. Uh-huh. Uh, which I'm yep. sure a lot of people in your community here are, are very familiar with. Of course, you know, yeah. It's it's that same thing. Open up. There's people out there looking to help. Right. Just All the time. just ask. Just talk to someone. You know, find, you know, come into our men's group, whatever it may be. You don't have to talk. You just read, just listen, you know, follow Mm -hmm. us on social media. Um, It's not just us, just any community that's very similar to us and and stuff like that, that are looking to help others. And it's, it's, you know, you won't be looked down upon. It's not a pride thing. You know, it's not a vulnerability thing. It's just, you know, sometimes people need a shoulder to lean on, right? Or an ear for them to listen to. You know, even one of um, one of the guys that works for me part time, uh, he's a veteran. He's 100 percent disabled through the VA. And, you know, I gave him a call. He said, hey, man, I haven't heard from you in like four or five days. And, you know, we, we have you know, we, we have a hierarchy and he reports in through someone else. And I said, I haven't heard from you in a few days. You know, I'm just checking in. I just want to call. See how you are. There's nothing I need from you. Nothing I want from you. I just want to talk. See what's up. And he goes, I'm happy you called, man. I was kind of in a rut. And I'm like that outreach. You know, when someone's on your mind, just do it. Just send a text. If you, if someone's on your mind, there's a reason that they're on your mind. Send a text. Send, it's the whole idea of a buddy back. check. There you go. Check on those people. Check, just do your buddy check. Checking in. It doesn't have to be a veteran thing. You just, it's just people. Just yeah. helping out. It could be anyone. Just someone's on your mind. Hey, I haven't talked to you in a couple of years. Sorry. You know, I'm just seeing what's up. What's going on? What's new? How are you? My best friend, uh, uh, he lives down in Georgia and he just started, he's a, he's a, he was a teacher and he just got a position as a vice principal and I knew it was his first day of uh, school and he's not a veteran or anything like that but I knew he was starting that first day I knew it was going to be so new he was going from high school kid teaching history to elementary vice principal Mm -hmm. big swing different challenges different problems 
And I texted him that morning and I called him that afternoon. I said, hey, bud, just checking in on you. Want to see how the first day went with COVID and all this other stuff and a new job. And he, and it, you know what he said to me? Dude, I really appreciated here, getting your text this morning because it was, it was, it was more than I thought. You know, it, it was, it was different, not a bad way, but it was great to hear from you and you checked on me. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. There, it's very uncommon that people are doing that nowadays, even more so with social media because they think they're getting, you know, oh, I, I saw their post, you know, today. They, they seem like they're fine. Yeah, I gave, I gave a like on their 98 percent of the stuff that people put on social media is is bullshit because they just think that's what others want to see. Others want to hear. Of course, it's not the bad stuff. Right. And if you go out there and and, and I'm pot calling kettle black because I don't go on to our communities as much with my my dark stuff. Right. OK. Um, I do every now and then. But there's a lot, you know, that that I don't. I was just talking with you earlier about the PIP. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was kind of vulnerable to be like, I was a performer, except for when it came to this point, and then I wasn't anymore, right? It's so hard to admit that, especially when you do have that pride in your performance, whenever it drops below the, what you think is uh, uh, an allowed level. Yeah. You're you're always going to be your worst critic when that happens. Yep. And, the, and you're going to beat yourself up. And there, there's still stuff that's that I have locked away that I'm not ready. You know, that, that onion is yeah. not ready to come open yet, but that I will talk about someday. and. You know, that's, that's stuff and that's okay. You know, you're, you're not ready. That's okay. No one's forcing it out of me, but when I'm ready, I'm going to talk to you. And if people want to listen, if it resonates with them, it's going to help with them. You know, I'm almost in a way, I'm almost doing a disservice by not talking to it. And I, that's how I kind of think about things a little bit, Okay. You know, which makes it a little bit easier for me to open up. Um, you know, and that, if I have something, you know, I, like I said, I, I could be helping someone else right now through my story and that helps me, but there's still stuff that I, I need to come out with. You know, just mm -hmm. talk about, you know, that, you know, hasn't been sitting well or there's a little bit of weight on my shoulders. And that's stuff you can talk to your friends about or anyone. Yeah. And that's why it's a lifestyle. And I keep saying that word, but that's why it's a lifestyle type brand that you're, you're building because it's going to take a lifetime of experience and being able to peel those layers off and you give a little bit at a time. But it's going to take time because you have to have that level of comfort to talk about each thing. But it continues on, and the community grows, and there's more people to hear about it, and more people to help. Yep, and it just keeps reinforcing itself when you do that. Um, exactly. Listen, I want to I want to give you an opportunity to uh, plug social media, uh, the website, um, you know, your products. Uh, I know you talked about some new stuff that might be coming out, but how we can find stuff, all of that as well, and. Also, how do we find the community portion of it as well? Oh, yeah, 100%. That's, that's real easy. So we're basically at High Speed Daddy everywhere. Um, okay. You know, we're we're uh, mostly on Instagram, on Facebook, um, at High Speed Daddy. Uh, you go to our website, highspeeddaddy.com. And then we also have our uh, all men's Facebook group, Provide, Protect, Connect, um, which is on Facebook. So you just search through groups, uh, High Speed Daddy, Provide, Protect, Connect. And uh, you got to answer any kind of like questions to get in that or anything. Is very, it just very, simple, very simple questions. <laughs> are you, yeah. are you a male? Uh, okay. <laughs> most, most of the guys say yes. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, are you willing to help others? Uh, and it goes into a little bit more detail there, you know, so mm -hmm. it's very basic questions. On that. Okay. Just kind of, yeah. you know, Hey, if, if you come in here, just be willing and open with, with other people and accepting of their opinions and stuff like that. There's no politics. You know, I, I, in a couple of years, we've had that, had the, 
you know, the community open there. One time I got into some politics uh, and I was letting it go because everyone's, Hey, we, we, you and I, we fought for that first, you know, first amendment right for people. Right. Of course. So, you know, we, we did that stuff and, you know, I let it go for a little while until they started going after each other. And I, and then I shut it down and it wasn't like, Hey, I'm a, you know, I, I'm, you know, a dictator and I'm shutting you guys down because of this. All I do is kind of go in there and say, Hey, this, this isn't what we're about. How is this helping us be better provider protectors and connectors? Right. How is this helping someone else, you know, better themselves? And I kind of went into a little, <laughs> little mini dissertation, I guess, you know, not expressing disappointment, but Hey, like, this isn't part of it. It's a, it's let's a, keep it on track. Let's keep it, let's on, keep track. it on track. And yeah. they came around and they were like, yeah, you're right. We apologize. And then it was, it was done. So, Good to go. you know, it's every, the guys that are in there are looking specifically to help others. Right. And some of them post new baby pictures and, and this and that, and others have really genuine uh, issues and they don't know how to address stuff. And we get in there and we help them through it. Hmm. That's awesome. I mean, I, uh, I didn't know about that part of uh, High Speed Daddy. I didn't, you know, I I've been following you on on Instagram for a while, mm-hmm. but when we decided to do the interview, I started reading a little bit more, and I saw that that was one of the things you have out there, and it's just so important because it's it it's a laid back way for people to hear you talk. Yes, it doesn't have to be this controlled, uh, you know. I'm talking to a professional or something like that, which can be so daunting for some people. Sometimes it's just good to have a community that you can talk to, throw a comment out there, post a picture, you know, and you get a little bit of support and that's it. You dude, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's great what you're doing. I, I, I really do mean that. And, you know, and it's awesome that you're providing a product along with it that people can, you know, say, Hey, this is an awesome backpack. I went to the, like I said, I went to the park with my, my daughter the other day. You got guys walking around with the mom bag, Yep. you know, it's got flowers on it and stuff. And listen, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but wouldn't you rather have this cool bag that now you can keep and it becomes your, your gym bag later down the road, or it becomes your, your hiking bag down the road, or it becomes a ruck or something like that. Yeah. And, and I'm going with that. Yeah, and, and you're up. <laughs> You, you, you keep getting everything spot on, you know, and, and that's exactly what we say. And, you know, it's, if you want to carry those bags and that's okay with you, that's, that's fine. This one, you can personalize a little bit more. It gives you a little bit more self-confidence, but the other thing that we like, and there's something, you know, if you, if anyone knows anything about NLP, um, neural logistic processing, we use it as mm-hmm. an anchor, right? Say every time you touch that bag, every time you see that bag, whether it's our lunch bag or, you know, the diaper bag specifically, or the backpack specifically, you know that, and it reminds you that you should try to strive to be the best version of yourself for your, you know, for your loved ones. So it's, it's like an anchor. It's like the people who's trying to quit smoking. They put the rubber bands on their wrists and they flick it every time they think about a sticker, right? Same thing, but in a positive note, it's not a pain related thing. It's, it's a positive related thing. Yeah. Every time you pick up that bag, you you know, you want to be super badass dad. You want to try to be the high speed daddy. daddy. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's That's an awesome message. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, you know what, Craig? I, I really appreciate it. We've, we've talked for almost an hour and a half. Yeah, I, I apologize it. on that when I get going. No, please. <laughs> not not at all, but uh, it, it's been awesome to talk to you. I, I really enjoyed just the conversation that we've had. Um, so, you know, 
again, for all my listeners, thank you so much for, uh, for spending the time with us. And we'll be looking at your new products. We'll check out the new patches that come out and we'll be waiting until the end of the year to see what else you come up with. Awesome, Jason. I really appreciate you having me on. If anyone does have any questions or uh, specifically, whether it's product or just in general, um, and they want to reach out to me about anything they heard in this, you can just reach out Craig, C-R-A-I-G, at highspeeddaddy.com. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much for providing that and providing that info. No problem. Um, Hey, have a great day, man. And uh, like I said, we'll be watching for new stuff. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate it, man. Have a good one. All right. Take it easy. Man, I want to thank Craig again. That, That was just so much fun to sit down and talk about, you know, his life, how he got to where he is now, his products. You know, the whole idea of the lifestyle of of being a dad and supporting that and supporting the other dads out there, you know, again, something I'm kind of new to. Got a two-year-old, so I'm just figuring this stuff out. You know, I have friends that have three and four kids, and they they do it, like, with their eyes closed because they're just seasoned veterans at it. Uh, Me, I'm kind of learning as I go, and uh, I spend a lot of time with my daughter, which I'm very lucky. Um, But it's really cool to see a, a community that's kind of very relatable. And I can, you know, read the stories and be like, oh, yeah, that happened to me. Or, yeah, I had that question. And then you have these products that back it up that's cool that I actually want to have. You know, I want to have a cool backpack that I could use for my daughter and then maybe it transitions into a gym bag or something like that. A um, little bit of an update. So uh, that, that was recorded a few days ago. And um, since then... Those patches that he was talking about, they're out. I've seen them. Go check them out. If you're a patch guy like me, these are really cool. So they go right onto your bag. If you, I mean, It goes onto the high-speed daddy bag, but if you have an existing bag with Velcro, that works too. So check it out. Um, I was really happy when I saw them. I think they came out great. So uh, Craig should be really happy with, uh, with how they do, I'm sure. Um, please go out there and uh, you know check out his website. Check out the blog. Uh, he's always posting stuff on Instagram. So if you go, if you check out High Speed Daddy on uh, Instagram, that's how I actually, like I said, kind of found him. Was you know I really enjoyed his posts. A lot of it is just you know some inspirational stuff. It's some fitness stuff. It's just him with his kids. You know, it's just cool. Uh, you know, so check that out. I think you really enjoy it. Um, as always, you could also find us on Instagram at Bulletproof Veteran. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, the Facebook page. Uh, Bulletproof Veteran Podcast, YouTube, Bulletproof Veteran Podcast. Uh, please email me, show ideas, criticism, all that stuff uh, at bulletproofveteran at gmail.com. Uh, I check that all the time. So if there's something that you want to see, if you have an idea for an interview, if you have a contact, anything, shoot it over to me. Uh, I'd be more than happy to, to take a look at it. Um, as far as uh, your podcast platforms, please you know, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Google or Spotify, uh, leave a review. Uh, one, I love to hear the feedback. And two, it really helps us with, uh, you know, climbing up the charts and stuff like that and getting a wider audience. Um, you know, when the search engines start pumping stuff and people search for us, it's, you know, the more people that subscribe, like, and review, the more we kind of move up in those search engines, those algorithms that, that, that allow us to be seen by, you know, people outside of just the general community that we've kind of started uh so please that's the best way to support us if you could do that uh that that would just be awesome 
Um, as always, StrikeForceEnergy.com. We still have that coupon code. So head on over there if you're looking for an energy drink. I am a huge fan. Try out that orange. I'm telling you, it is great. You pop that into 16 ounces of water. You got more than five hours worth of energy. Uh, zero calories, zero sugar. Really just a great, great product. Um, please head over there. Um, we have that coupon code. It is for you guys. I want you to take advantage of it. Please get your 20% off. So um, please try to get, uh, you know, support that company. They also have some great products too. I carry around their Tumblr. It's awesome. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. I've had it for, uh, for over a year now, and it, it's rock solid. I mean, I mow the lawn with it. It falls out. I've broken the top, and then i got a replacement one. You know, it's just it, – it gets the hell beaten out of it, and it's still chugging along. So great products over there. Again, coupon code BULLETPROOF for 20% off. Um, yeah, that's, that's all our social media stuff. That's all everything that we got going on. Hopefully, we'll be announcing the uh, race soon. Uh, like I said, probably in the next week or so, you'll get all the details for that. Um, but the biggest thing is I'm just so happy with the way that we're progressing uh, as a community and, and as the podcast gets bigger and bigger. I mean, we're, we're hitting great guests. Um, I keep trying to get stuff lined up so that we get information out to you guys. Um, again, I got some more stuff in the pipeline for guests that, uh, I really think you're going to be happy with. So I'm going to just keep chugging along and, uh, I hope everybody really is enjoying, uh, the content that we're putting out. Um, my last little closing notes, I said, I would, uh, just talk real quick about September 11th and I really don't want to talk about September 11th. Everybody knows about September 11th. Everybody knows the tragedy and, how it changed the course of American history. What I want to talk about is September 12th. And I know that's kind of corny, but I think everybody can remember how unified we were on September 12th. Fast forward to today. Do you feel that same unity? You might in your local community. You might, um, you know, amongst your friends and things like that. But I think as a whole, the country doesn't have that same unity. Now, granted, it probably wouldn't, you know, it it takes tragedy to bring people together and a tragedy of that scale obviously brought the entire country together. But if we could just take a little bit of September 12th, just a tiny bit and transition it to today, I think you'd see a lot of the problems that we see on the news every day and we see in politics um, just kind of wither away. Because I think if we look deep down inside, most of us want the same things. You know, you listen to the interview this week. Here's a guy who just wanted to be a good dad and have an awesome experience doing that. And he built a business around it. How many of us just want to be good dads or good moms or a good brother or a good sister? Uh, You know, son or daughter, it doesn't really make a difference. But I think when we look inside ourselves, we're really all striving to do the same things. We want to provide for our families. We want to protect our families. Um, We might have different ways we want to do it, but the end result is the same. Um, And like I said, I think if we take a little bit of that September 12th mindset where we were willing to drop our kind of stereotypes of each other and we were willing to drop some of the hatred that we had for other groups And we all just came together and said, we have a cause now. We have a common goal, and it's our country. We take a little bit of that, and we bring it into our lives now. 
think the world would be a lot better place. Um, so again, September 11th, remember, you know, uh, be with your loved ones, take a moment of reflection, support the people out there that might be struggling with that day. But then after that, take that September 12th and let's start that movement to bring this country back together because I feel like we're so divided nowadays. Um, and I don't think we have to be. Because I, I really, when we, when we look at ourselves, I don't really think we are divided. I think we allow ourselves to be divided. Um, and I think we could stop that. So, um, again, I don't want to preach, but, uh, you know, that's just my thoughts on September 11th. And, and, and I wanted to share it with you. So, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Sit by a campfire, drink a beer, play with your kids. Just enjoy life, because I will. And uh, don't forget, tonight is the start of NFL football. So, I mean, it's a great time of year. You're going to have beautiful weather. You're going to have football on the TV, college football this Saturday. All right? Start enjoying it. Okay? But in the back of your head, remember that September 12th. And remember that that is what we want to be like. We want to be like September 12th. So, um, again, for Bulletproof Veteran Podcast, my name is Jason. And thank you for your service.